0: Hello, and welcome to the pilot episode of our new news programme. Um... Today's episode uh, is me and Theo, our deputy member of the London Youth Assembly, rambling on about the news from the last three months. We cover a wide range of topics, and really, it'll be a lot easier in coming episodes to keep things more concise. But honestly, I enjoyed uh, remembering what a storm the last few months have been. Uh, It's 50 minutes of news mixed in with a bit of debate and conversation, exploring exactly what's been going on. I should say here that if you have no clue about what this even is, then do check out our introduction episode uh, that's been released before this. We were going to have a a Who are the Lambeth Youth Council episode out before this new segment, but it's still in production. Um, So that will be released later, sort of explaining who the Lambeth Youth Council is, what we sort of do. Uh, and kind of help you tiptoe your way in to the Youth Talk podcast. I'll be back at the end to correct any mistakes made in the episode and tell you more about what's to come. So till then, hope you enjoy. Hello, uh, this is Jamal Simon from the Lambeth Youth Talk podcast. Uh, I'm joined here today with...
1: Theodore Siri. And I'm a member of Lambeth Youth Council. What's your position? I don't think I have a position right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, sorry. I'm deputy. (laughs) (laughs) Deputy LYA, yes. LYA being? Uh, The London Youth Assembly. Nice. And it's coming in in November.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, because Devon is... uh, This is totally irrelevant. Devon's, like, taking more steps back, you know, both of us are in exam season. So you'll be heading up that sort of stuff. You're also our tech whiz genius person. Tech whiz genius person. <laughs> that's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and generally like um somebody who's very on it. So that's why we we're going to have um, another member here, but unfortunately couldn't make it. It's going to be two of us talking about the news for a bit of time, which is going to be fun. Um We're going to go through uh, local news, so general lambeth london area uh to national news to international news uh and today is going to be about news over the last three months so we're filming on the 30th of march and so we're going to shoot back all the way to the beginning to january the 1st uh and then later on in later episodes it will be the last two weeks so it was it, said
1: filming you mean recording right filming yeah <laughs>
0: sorry recording um there was a, there's a sign out there and it said filming yeah. i think i just kind of i've got that in my head now um so local news local news local news first thing that sprung to mind for me was we have leader of the sort of the the local council this links into london more uh, with uh, lambeth as well lib peck labor uh, leader of the lambeth council previously uh now
1: leaving for the uh the VAU.
0: VRU, V-R-U. <laughs> she's now leaving for the for the VRU the, and sort of for those who don't know the VRU is the violence reduction unit uh, and they are the collective people under Sadiq Khan who are trying to organize a public health approach to tackling violence that sort of means holistically looking at what aspects in in sort of our society contribute to violence? There'll be more episodes sort of on that in later life, uh, which is interesting because we've had an increase in, in in knife crime, sort of not just dramatically since the summertime, you know, since since January of last year, um, but in the last few months, uh, and that's been quite a frightening thing. I don't know if you've kind of felt the same thing. Yeah,
1: I mean, obviously, um, living in Lambeth and working, sort of going through Lambeth every day, it's a scary thing to note that there's that obviously youth violence is going up and that especially what frightens me the most is that often the people who are the victims on it aren't, are people who tried to break up a fight or people who didn't try to start anything or weren't involved with any of the people um, who started
0: it? It's um, I've I've got an interesting debate that somebody like has not had with me, but they've um, Gary Trousdell, I'm hoping I'm saying his name right. Has very much gone on uh, very on Twitter, sort of in in real life. Whenever I see him, uh, gone on about how because in the media it's it's very much youth violence, youth violence, youth violence. Take out the youth. You're making youth look like a bad name. Just call it what it is. It's violence. Um, and I don't know. Do do, do you think that it is youth violence. Well,
1: I, I think if you identify it as being youth violence, and if the source is, or as in if the, the the people affected are, in effect, the youth, then saying that it's youth violence will help people target where it's coming from, and that being the youth and schools and youth clubs and families and things like that. So I think if, in, in effect, it is a rise in youth violence, then we should call it what it is, and that's
0: youth violence. That's interesting. I, I mean, I so I I I wholeheartedly agree. Some of the 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 public health approach stuff is about you know we've had a drastic um, decline in in youth services. In sp- bloody hell, when I was a kid, <laughs> I sound old now. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, you had every summer I went to a, a summer school. I went, you know, my mum was you know she had to work that's as, as as mothers tend to do, um, uh, and that was what i did and i don't think they the, the youth club that i went to over the summer has closed down um most evening after school clubs other than scouts in my local area have closed down so i, I do agree but you know then i look at it on the other side in clapham yesterday i don't know if you know about this uh a guy was in his car crashed the car um and came out. So it, it's disputed whether he came out with a with a knife wound or whether he was stabbed when he came out. I read an article. I read. I didn't read I read the headline of an article that said he was stabbed outside the station, but I don't. I didn't read full all of it yet. And that's you know he. That's a forty year old man. Um. And so I get what he's saying, but then I I do agree. I agree. But
1: does youth violence? I mean, that the victims are young people or that the offenders are young people? And I personally think that it's more about i think the figures that were shown are about the victims but i think the problem is obviously in the offenders and that's what we need to be looking at
0: Mm. i i want to go into more um what do you think is this is another thing that's been coming up in the news recently along my social media as well there's been a petition to increase the sentencing for using a knife i think it's if you have a knife on you they're saying ten years if you found with it, if you caught with a knife on you ten years, um, and if you use a knife on somebody, it's something mad like fifteen to twenty five. I, I I need to I'll correct those figures. I'm going to have a footnote where I I say the correct figures if I got that wrong. But but what do you think about that positioning of of trying to tackle knife crime?
1: Um, and so that that would apply to young people as well. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I, um, depends on what kind of I mean, what kind of sentence it is. As in, if it's rehabilitation and re-education, then if 15 years are necessary, then 15 years it should be. But I think it shouldn't just be based on putting a big number in there. It should be based on how long it would take. And and I don't think it should be set... I mean, obviously, that's how justice systems... That's how it works. But it should be set based on how the person performs and how they improve um, across the the re-education and rehabilitation that they would have during their sentence.
0: I, no, I I agree, and you know, I mean I. So I can't imagine. Sort of, it depends. So calling it rehabilitation for me is a bit odd because, yes, actually, you are. Ta- you're dealing with the psyche of somebody who believes uh, and and feels forced. Mostly, you know, I you, I, I You can't throw around categorical statements, but you're dealing with mostly people who feel like they need to be using a knife or are scared enough to use a knife and. So, yeah, I guess rehabilitation probably is is, is the most right word you could use. But there are lots of people I know who push out this idea. Yeah, we need to increase the the, um, sentencing for people using a knife in the name of a public health approach, in the name of tackling um, the root causes of knife crime. Sentencing is not the root cause. Um, That's clear as day. Um, And actually, what I think this would do, what I strongly think uh raising the the sentencing uh, of, of holding a knife what i think that would do is increase the issues of the problem you'll increase a a group of people who are marginalized who are out of society for a longer period of time who are let's say what you're 15 and and the first time you are caught with a knife because you feel so scared uh, you were sent to jail for 15 years. You come out having spent half of your life in an institution, br- sort of in an institution that breeds violence. There is no, <laughs> I, 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 I beg somebody to find me a case study of somebody who has um, been in jail as a child and come out having not experienced a very violent culture. Uh, and and I, I don't know, I think it's laughable. I think it's a nur- g- nur- g- jerk knee a knee jerk reaction.
1: A hundred percent I mean it's the, the sentencing shouldn't be jail. it should be sentencing to a forced system aimed at young people and aimed at young people who've had problems with youth violence and with well knife crime. Um, it's got to be a system of education, um, education and also assistance um, and also research in finding out why so why it happened. Um, how you can avoid it from happening again, and trying to make a better situation for all those young people out there who could be um, prepared to carry a knife or use it.
0: Do you do, do you did you did you know of a, a sort of the, the public health approach before? I don't know, like this year. Have you had have you heard of it before? Yeah,
1: I, I'd read some news about Manchester and how they were. How they'd seen some incredibly low levels of youth violence um, due to a new public health approach, um, but, but I didn't see how it, how it made direct sense mm. um, treating it as a medical issue. Well, it's more than a uh, well as at the time I, I was understanding it as uh, public health as being a medical thing, yeah. But it's not. It's not so much. It's more also a psychological thing and a
0: social infrastructure. It's such a broad strokes uh, thing. And 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 I I should say yeah I before November October time of of uh, twenty eighteen no clue what it was uh, and then sort of doing a lot of research into it. The public health approach is something that that isn't just used. Sort of it's um. Glasgow. It's um, Glasgow.
1: Glasgow. Okay. Um, so dump that, dump that <laughs>
0: <rumor>. <laughs> it's not just something that, that that's used in Glasgow, but um, you know, it's used for something like uh, like driving accidents. You can and and sort of when you say look at it like it's a disease, you kind of when you look at a disease, you look at what contributes to its spreading. Um, You know, you look at people piled into a lot of places, people not washing hands, uh, you know, all of that. And so with driving, you know, people have um, adjusted the tilting of roads. You know, you you put um, drinking limits, you put larger lights on cars, you have um, speed limits. And all of those things is a is a public health approach strategy to targeting this. Uh, and that sort of that amazed me and I think we'll sort of move on to some national news in a, in a second um, because climate change is something that very much can be taken in and looked at in a in a public health manner um, especially
1: with, with climate anxiety as a thing, I mean specifically to young people it's quite on topic actually um, because climate anxiety is, is a really important thing and especially as a young person when you feel that there's something's so wrong with the world and you can't do anything to stop it for the next 10 years of your life, and by which point you hear it's going to be too late. That could cause... I mean, that's is seriously worrying. And, I mean, the, the dismay that that can cause in a person when they realise that their future is not secure and they can't do anything about it. So I think it's honestly... It's a, it's a medical problem. It's a psychological issue. And that's why... Um, well, I mean, should we go on to? Yeah, yeah let's I, mean, I was about, about,
0: about to, to say. It. I know you're very passionate about this because outside of uh, your role in the youth council, you're very involved in uh, the climate strikes. Did you? I'm assuming you went on them. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: How how often do they happen? How often are they uh, uh, we organise one
0: every month? Every month and every so this is every Friday. Every, every as in every month. On a every sorry, yeah. Every Friday, every month on a on a on, on a, a Friday. Friday.
1: Yeah, um. uh, it's, it's Fridays for Future is the uh, global movement um, started by Greta Thunberg in um, in uh, in Sweden. Yeah, she's looking at a Nobel Peace Prize. I think she is, and that, <laughs> I think that's absolutely awesome. Though I have to say, um, interesting that it's a Nobel Peace Prize because I mean there are some quite violent. Um, prospects for the development of climate change and so uh, in essence stopping it would be avoiding some serious violence i mean there are ideas of uh, petrol wars and energy wars and food wars mad max
0: kind of situation Th- that kind of situation yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but yeah i think that's that's really incredible but um i mean obviously it, it's not i wouldn't say as in it's an incredible achievement for her but not necessarily an incredible achievement for the idea as a whole because there was there was never any need to convince academics who, who were the people awarding this prize. In, mm. The academics, I mean, 98% of all scientists believe that humans are the cause of climate change. I mean, that that's just a fact. Mm. Um, and so hopefully this, if, if it went through, it would, it would send a, a message out to the world that... Um, well, stopping climate change is a good thing, and it's a real thing. Um, but yeah, the people we need to be convincing to do something is is the government. And
0: it's, I'm I, I'm so because you have such a such an in depth involvement in all this. I'm definitely going to be getting you back to talk uh, yeah. about this. I sh- I will ask. So this happens. The the the, the strikes have happened. School days. Kids. What has been the general response uh, to school, school kids, school uh, young people, striking, sort of, uh, missing school?
1: So the response within schools has been mostly positive. Um, lots of schools support children going on strikes because it's a civic action, um, which is supported by most schools. Um, it's, and it's, it's something that the, the children feel passionate about young people feel passionate about. Um, In terms of press response, the February strike had a pretty negative response, especially following the Prime Minister's comments. What did she say? Um, The Prime Minister said that, um, that young people should be in school studying to become these scientists, engineers, and uh, climate experts that will fix this problem. Mm-hmm. Only problem with that, obviously, is that uh, by the time, for example, I've got my PhD in engineering, <laughs> um, it'll be a bit too late. Mm-hmm. Um, given our eleven-year, eleven-year countdown now. I mean, uh... but yeah. So the press, the press at first took it, um, took it slightly sourly. But then, depending depending on the newspaper, yeah, yeah. of course, the Daily Mail. Um, uh, just to name to name one,
0: but you guys had uh, who Optics. was it on Snapchat? Who we is... had
1: Vice, Vice, Vice yes. was absolutely incredible. <laughs> which is a really big surprise because they hadn't contacted us about it. We just suddenly <laughs> appeared um, a few days before, which is really awesome. Now we're in contact with them, and so we can prepare some things for our for our future strikes. But yeah, that was absolutely incredible. And in the social media response, mm. has been pretty much overall positive. Mm. Obviously, there are some. They're, they're always always haters. but uh, <laughs>
0: um, Theresa may seemingly possibly being, being one of those people.
1: Yeah, I, I mean the, um, just before the March, the march strike, um, they're a conservative environment group um, with some very high up conservative MPs. Um, sent us a message on social media, giving support to the movement. We had messages from Jeremy Corbyn mm. and all sorts of major politicians supporting it. It's a bipartisan and, thing. Yes, yeah, so that that's what we we, we keep trying to say that it's it's above politics. It's
0: above Brexit. It's really a people thing. Mm. Um, it's, it's interesting that you mention Brexit here because I think. <laughs> It, I think one of the biggest issues we, we, yeah. <laughs> I'll say we sat down, um, before this recording, kind of going through what sort of, what, what we could talk about and. Of course, first thing that comes out is Brexit. Yeah. And it's
1: hard to find things underneath Brexit, other side news. Yeah. Underneath, underneath Brexit, because, I mean, you're on the front page of the newspapers. Brexit And it's Brexit this, day. Brexit that, <laughs> Brexit this.
0: Um, what's, okay. So what's been your yeah, understanding? About Brexit? Yeah. What's been your understanding of, of, of what's been going on? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, is, it is difficult to,
1: to catch up with everything. I mean, the latest latest developments, uh, third meeting from the vote, doesn't go through. Yeah um again
0: <laughs> again yeah so there's there's been two before this which all failed with with a <laughs> tremendous tremendous defeat, yeah, defeat. uh um, this this go- I should say sort of doing politics revision this government um and parliament has had the most defeats <laughs> for a parliament ever um to ter- not to May. Uh, also the largest one yeah the, and the largest ever sort of um margaret thatcher and um Blair had, I think, four defeats between them, and at a, at a, at a minimal level, uh, and and she's had <sighs> countless,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> countless. I, I mean, honestly, countless. Um, yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I, I'm I'm half French, mm. so the matter is highly important to me, and I've been terribly disappointed by by our politicians. Mm. Um, and uh, well, it, it's difficult, first of all, to catch up with what's happening, but also to to make a decision about what you want to happen. Mm. And obviously, I I was a Remainer at first, but um, obviously, I'd prefer to stay in the European Union. But given how what how companies have already reacted to the idea of us leaving the European Union and have put in so much money to their movements and their plans, that if we didn't then leave the European Union, I don't think much would change. Those companies would still leave. You
0: wouldn't have a mass migration of organisations back into the UK. That,
1: that just wouldn't happen. Hmm. Um, and so maybe if if we did in the end leave with a slightly softer Brexit, um, we, we might be able to secure something that we'll be able to live with.
0: I mean, it's, it's so, uh, with, we're recording on the, on the Saturday on Friday was, was the, the, the meaningful votes you had on Wednesday, eight different amendments. Some of them, uh, some of them ensuring that we secure a no deal. Um, some of them ensuring we make sure that we leave, um, with a deal. There can't be a no deal. Um, what, and some, some about staying in the, in the, um, the, what, what, what do you call it? The economic. Um, I've lost the EEA. The yes, the EEA. Euro- European Economic
1: Area. Are area. I I think was area. Area. <laughs> <laughs> um, surprisingly
0: untechnical. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what like? What do you think? You you say you oh gosh apologies you say you want I I'll check what this is you say you want a a soft Brexit. I, I mean. What does that look like for you, though? Explain, sort of try in, in, in as easy a way as possible. Try sort of explain what that even. I mean, looks it, like. it's not
1: even a soft Brexit. It's listen. You know, I think this, the best situation for us is either a Norway sort of a Norway plus plus idea. What does what does that mean? So that's we stay in the EEA, but what we, does the EEA do? Just the EEA is um, basically it's uh, the single
0: market essentially. Um so this is free movement of people, free movement of it, it's, trade. So
1: there's controlled movement of people, free movement of trade, I okay. You remember. Okay. Um I probably should check that.
0: <laughs> we'll do our fact checking before uh, before we release. Yeah.
1: Um uh, except that they obviously they keep their own currency. But the thing is so Norway have pretty much the same situation that we currently have in the European Union because we've got such a peculiar relationship with them. Mm. We've got our own currency, mm. we've got control on our borders between France, as in, there are, there are borders there. So we
0: already have a soft Brexit. We already have a soft Brexit, <laughs> yet we are in
1: the European Union. So I, it's, 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 it's terribly hard to decide what you want to happen. And I don't know myself what I want to happen.
0: Well, Theresa May, I wouldn't say she... Because I, 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 I should say, lots, I have lots of arguments with people, not arguments, but they come and go, oh, I don't feel sorry for her. I, I do feel sorry for her.
1: Oh, 100%. Um,
0: she's made the wrong... So she's made, you know, missteps. Uh, there was this whole idea. Now they've come into consulting each other um, in terms of consulting the op- opposition, consulting um, constituencies as to what people want of Brexit. That very much should have happened way before uh, we initiated Article 50. Like that, that should have been the first steps. So,
1: yeah, people should know what no meant.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, then we go, then we, we go. Well, this is news. We're going way back. We, I think there's, there will. We definitely have a discussion sometime soon about how it all started. <laughs> yeah, how this started. What should have happened? Um, I'm just. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the facts of, of the most recent thing. Did you? Did you um, hear about? So there was a meeting with leaders of parties, and Jeremy Corbyn walked out of one. Uh yes, because Chucka—I uh, mean, was there. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that one in a in a minute. Um, what? How, so so people can agree Theresa May has handled it badly. Badly, she's not come up with a deal from Brussels. The um, badly, though, I have to say, um,
1: who's the alternative? Who would have handled it better that we currently have in the political game? Mm. And for me, that's not many people. Mm. Um, and, and in effect, I, I would be terribly scared if and it seems to be when she resigns. Mm. Because um, whoever seems to be in a position to replace her, none of them are
0: preferable to me. Well, I so I think I had this conversation with my mum. She said the same thing as you. Um, I think general election. I think she's saying that she wants to resign. Now, Brussels aren't necessarily going to give a new deal to her or to anybody who replaces her. But with Parliament in disarray, the most important thing now... um, The most important thing now will probably be getting a new Parliament together which might think of, of, of other alternatives of what to do. And that, a general election, gives each party the ability to uh, set in, possibly, if they wanted to, a new leader. I know that the Conservatives will definitely want to. Um, Labour may. Um, the Liberal Democrats may. Um, and actually, um, I think... I think we, we, There's so much of Brexit. I think that will have to be another podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, actually who's also going to be having a, a chance of of moving forward is this new independent group um do you want to talk about that i mean I mean sure uh,
1: <laughs> I have to say when 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 I heard of the independent group, I was coming back from holiday, so we literally flew in, flew into uh flew into Heathrow and we were in the car listening to the news and yeah, we heard that there'd been there'd been a split and that uh, members were leaving so it's um, both the tories the um and, and obviously labor i'll
0: i'll 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 make sure these numbers are right but it's it was originally seven labor MPs who split joined yes. by two more two tories two joined by two conservatives and then i think two more people from the labor party i think they have 11 yeah not sure but yeah
1: uh-huh. um i when i so when, when i heard the use i i've to say We've been lacking a variety in our in, in the House of Commons. Mm. Um, the Lib Dems have disappeared. as in they, 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 there's not there's not a big enough voice in them. There's the Greens have disappeared. I mean, um, they only have one seat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and then there are the the local parties who are bringing their the opinion of their areas, um, which is always great to, to see that it's a little decentralised.
0: Hmm. Um, We're talking uh, SNP DUP, DUP the yeah, the ah yeah. um, oh, the Welsh it's got the uh, crime oh, crime gonna, the 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 Welsh party the Welsh, the, the Welsh National Party um, plaid, 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 plaid Cymru Plaid Cymru plaid that's Cymru. it Plaid Cymru
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I guess yeah so I'm glad to see a bit more variety appearing um, a bit more division. Well, not division, obviously, but uh, different opinions. Because currently, it seems that the parties aren't listening to their to their leaders. As in, there's no unity inside of the parties, um, and the parties don't seem to mean that much. Mm. And I think that's due to the fact that there are just two, and they're too big. Mm. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm glad to see. I was glad to see that. Uh, this new group appear, but also the fact that the appearance of a new group and the independent group means the appearance of a new manifesto potentially if they become a party and that means n- new values and their potential of something that I can entirely and
0: wholeheartedly agree with. Um, I, I know, but, I, I see what you mean. It, but they, they will mean, be taking up, sorry, um, but they, they so well, kind of to, to explain what you're saying but they'll be taking up what hasn't been seen as a gap, but what has been felt as a gap, I think if you were to draw a chart, you would be like, now that space is filled, but nobody's hearing the voice of, a, of the right of the Labour Party or the left of the, the Liberal Democrats, and as you said, the Liberal Democrats are, are weak. Do you think that they might, um, that we might see a merging of the, the Liberal Democrats with the, the new independent group? I don't think that's, that's something that's going to happen. As in,
1: if if they had plans to join the Liberal Democrats, they would have joined the Liberal Democrats. They would have changed parties. They wouldn't have formed this new independent group.
0: I see what you're saying. The the idea comes from the thought that the 11 of them, that I I think are there now, lots of people are saying they're not going to win back their seats. Lots of people are asking for them to call a by-election and uh, asking for them to... Go back and try to win the vote, and lots of people are saying that they're not going to win. Uh, do you agree?
1: I can't. I can't say. It, it, I mean, that's that's local. That's local for the areas. I mean, obviously, Chuck Amunia is, is in our area. Um,
0: do you think he could win?
1: I, I feel he could win. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually not in his constituency, mm. but he's Stratton. Yeah, yeah. But I feel that I would vote. <laughs> I would vote for him. Um, that's and interesting. There's there's a, there's a lot of potential in in Chukamuna, and I think he could he could be the uh, the the face we're looking for um, mm. in in modern British politics.
0: I, I no, I see what you're saying. I have I have a different rela- not relationship but opinion of of mm. um, I won't go into it too much, but I do have hope. I, I can agree with you. I have hope. I think we, we are missing a voice. And and if he fills it, then I will be filled with joy. If not, I, I I think I think I'll leave it with I'm I'm skeptical um about him. And we'll see what happens. I hope they get a better name <laughs> than the independent w what, what you what, if you were to give them a name, what do you think it would be?
1: Um Ouch. That's it's That needs a brainstorming session. (laughs) Um, You know, I like independent. You like independent? I really like independent because the main problem for me with parties is that the parties are supposed to depend on the leader. Yeah. And the idea that it's an independent group where they have a spokesperson but no leader Mm. is something that I support, and I think they could keep as, you know, their... their,
0: that that sort of not not unity per se, but that collection that that sort of structure.
1: But otherwise, they are they're proclaiming themselves as representing the people. Mm. But we have to remember they're not a party. Yeah, so not yet, not yet a party, and not necessarily going to be one. Mm. Um, so as an, a group of they're all independent MPs who mm. don't participate in a party or aren't members of a party. Um, that's that's a that's a good thing i think um, i mean my my hope is to get an independent prime minister okay but who knows
0: i mean that we, that that's the the issue the, i think the issue with our system is we, unlike the americans we, we, we yeah really. we don't vote for our uh, we don't vote for our prime minister we vote, for, vote our for our mps and members. then that Whoever is the most in 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 Parliament kind of kind of gets there. So do you think that that model because I, I agree, I think that's a very interesting model and, and way to look at politics, but do you think that models are capable of of forming government? i I think
1: that the the British system of political election has has some serious problems in how if people want something to happen and it's not happening and the opposite, and the, our, our, the people that are supposedly representing us are trying to do the opposite, mm. there is obviously a problem. Mm. Um, and that's, that's clear with Brexit, as in the, the polls are showing that more people are in favour of Remain than, than not. Mm. Um, and even if you do some maths <laughs> and everyone kept their votes to exactly the same, we, the people would vote Remain. Which I thought was an interesting figure. What is this if you're counting
0: in the birth rate and death rate? Exactly,
1: yeah. And in terms of polls that were done of young people and young people who have
0: died. That sort of stuff scares me. That idea is frightening to me because I think it it kind of doesn't undermine democracy but it it gives democracy a different face. Um, But I know what you mean. And I, and I think the system is the system has its flaws. Uh, first past the post, for example, our way of of electing people in does lead to it leads to a sh- well it's supposed to lead to a strong government, but we don't it have doesn't. that. We don't. We, uh, <laughs> We've As not it, had that for a just by looking
1: at a newspaper, you know that there's a problem. Mm. Um, and the fact that every single day the newspapers have photos of the commons shouldn't be a thing the commons should Mm. be working well and people should be agreeing with what they do and that should just not be a problem and we shouldn't have to see that every single day and we should be able to focus (laughs) on the positive things that are happening in this world and the much bigger problems that we have right now um, which need to be sorted and are being distracted Mm. by this bureaucracy
0: and the endless semantics did you see my t- i tweeted this the other day like this this kind <laughs> of this speech was I, I i miss when politics was boring i i miss so much um when like we could sit at this podcast and talk about the fact that um you know period poverty uh is hopefully being ended in schools at least they have they, have, they you know the, the government has announced that they are putting um products uh, t- uh tampons and, and and pads in schools uh awesome. to be used which is bloody brilliant uh, and we should be talking about you know ssr sre and and sort of lgbt education in in those places another sort of unveiling but brexit is is so overwhelming um but i'm i'm gonna stick i'm gonna try keep us on course i'm gonna stick to the to the independent group do you know about what some of their reasons for leaving i mean
1: i seem to remember that oh. No, I can't remember. Oh, no,
0: that's fine. Um... That was it's, it's ages ago. It, the
1: problem is, there's so much mm. since, and it's so the the news should you should be able to remember something that happened a month ago in the news. No,
0: it's everything. We're gonna like we're gonna get into the the philosophy of the news and and some of my issues with it. But everything's minuscule bits of information. And everybody feeds off of off of um, snapshots and uh, sound bites, but. Essentially, sort of, and this was the soundbite of February time. Um, it, it was about um, anti-Semitism. Lots of people saying they left Of anti-Semitism. Do you do you know a lot about the the anti-Semitism row within the the Labour Party?
1: Yeah. So I mean, it seems to me that recently they're they're responding well to it now. As an obviously there was a terrible response in the first place in the and, yeah, July 10th. and denial. But, um, I can't I can't obviously say if there was a problem or not. But I can say that there seems to be clear claims of there having been a serious problem, um, and yeah, so they've named they've they've set up a group to investigate it within the Labour Party, um, and obviously that one, once again we shouldn't in this day and age we shouldn't be having problems like that, especially in one of the prominent parties of the UK, which is supposedly representing all the people, as in. In, in, in the labour as as a as a concept is is about the people and it's about um it's 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 a left it's a left it's a party to the left basically mm. um and there that that shouldn't be a problem and it's it's got to be sorted out quickly and investigated it's got to be a personal thing mm. and it's got to be people helping other people. Um, deal with the problems that they have and the way they see other people mm-hmm. um, and it, it's hard it's hard for parties or for, for for councils for governments to have direct action into this I personally feel um, and they, they should be encouraging action that is happening by smaller initiatives um, and they should be putting funding and putting health into those things
0: community work
1: yeah, and it's, it's got to keep funding into local, um, local, local attempts and local
0: uh, initiatives. Mm, cut local the bureaucracy of you know cut this massive sort of civil service type work that you know the amount that apparently the amount of people I, I'm going to get the figures and I'll put this all in footnote um, format, but the amount of people and the amount of money that has gone into just civil servants trying to understand what we are going to do with Brexit is stupendous. And then you do, you, know, you look at that and then you, you you look at the amount of money that's been cut from um, local councils and, and, and sort of the work the local councils are trying to do. It, I, I understand what you're saying. Now, we're going uh, to finish off with some international stuff. Um, um, I've got Trump down on the list. There's so Trump. much that we can we can talk about Trump with. Um and we're gonna do we're gonna do a quick fire round of information. Um, so, North Korea.
1: Um, recent events, as in, as in the summit. <laughs> so yeah, the summit, summer. Um, well, it, that was disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> that was incredibly. Dis- that's I, mean, I think that's the, the, the easiest thing you can say. Because um, he
0: thought he was runner-up for Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> yeah.
1: In the days coming up to it, the press seemed pretty positive about. Um, North Korea's denuclearization and mm. the uh, the US also
0: um, going towards that. Kim Jong Un had organised like a, a, a event type thing going on. You know, table dinners, tables were set, drinks were prepared, um, and then Trump walks out. And it was uh, it was about sort of the lifting of sanctions. Apparently, he he very much he didn't. Said he basically
1: wanted unconditional. He wanted unconditional denuclearization. Yeah. With the US having the ability to inspect North Korea, yeah, well, the, the territory, and he said no. Basically.
0: Yeah, Trump. Trump said Trump just kind of went no, and what was why why bloody loved um, is Trump walks out, goes to his press, and is like, "Yeah, I left. Sometimes you got to leave. It's part of the deal. Um, we're still good buds, though." Um, and then Kim's press guy walks out and is like, yeah, no, nah, it didn't go well. Um, he, he was a bit of an idiot. And next day, they're building again. Next day, there are signs of rebuilding um, uh, nuclear posts and warheads. It's, and it's
1: such a, s- a leap backwards. <laughs> you say.
0: I have been looking at his foreign policy and I, I, he, I don't think it's rational. I very much do think I'm... I think it's kind of almost a wag the dog type politics thing. I don't, have you seen? There's a film called Wag the Dog. No, but I say this phrase, and everybody's like, "Wait, what?" They they always think I say I'm saying something else. Um, but Wag the Dog um, is a movie with Dustin Hoffman and a few other people, um, and it's about the president who creates an international crisis because there's been like a sex scandal back at home. Um, and honestly I wouldn't be surprised not with I think with North Korea he he probably thought he was doing the right thing but with something like um, sort of you know you have the Iran deal which is a lot of uh, European countries um coming together saying, yeah, we'll help Iran denuclearize. we'll reduce sanctions, and then US leave. And I think that's a big ploy. That was his kind of rallying cry. Yeah, you know, look at me, I'm the big strong man. And I think that's his idea. His idea of strong foreign policy isn't this is the best thing, this and, is what's going to make me look good.
1: And it was the same thing with the Paris Climate Agreement. Yeah. Um, everyone agreed, Obama, Obama agreed, and then, whoops, nope, I'm not doing this. Um, it, and it, I'm, I'm going to... to open some new coal mines, <laughs> which just, just to add salt to the wound.
0: If we were like, there's so much because uh, I'm doing an American course in politics. There's so much that I want to talk about, but I just don't have time yeah. to, to talk about. Um, and I think one of the last things we'll land on, I you know, well, second to last, because I, I think I think we, we can talk about um, Christchurch in a second, but um, his dealings with the Israel-Palestine conflicts have been frightening and scary. Proclaiming... Proclaiming Jerusalem Jerusalem as the the, capital of... of, Yeah. Now, um, but last thing we're going to talk about um, is Christchurch. What happened?
1: Uh, Christchurch, what happened? Well, it was a mosque Mm. and some well, some white men attacked it, um, was it? Uh, it was just knives, right?
0: I seem to remember. No, um, I. It was. I. Th- I think it was one. One guy, one Aust- Australian guy. I don't know why he was there. <laughs> um, who used a gun and he recorded it all to
1: Facebook Live. Yes, that 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 was one thing, and and his face was on there and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah, th- thirty dead. I seem to remember over um, thirty, just over thirty.
0: So when it when it started, it was. It, when, when the news first came out, was I think it was like thirty two, oh, and yeah. then and then you had about fifty or so injured, and I think the some of the injured died, yeah. and so we've got forty dead, forty injured. Um, yeah. Um,
1: I, what what I, I wanted to, to focus on yeah. was the prime minister. Yeah. Um, than the, the, the Minister of New Zealand, who I have so much respect for now, mm. because her her reaction and her relationship with her people is absolutely incredible, and it's really something that world leaders should be should be looking at. Mm. Um, I saw an absolutely beautiful photo in the Guardian um, of just her with her her, her hands clasped together mm. um, and just just looking down at the ground, and. In how she spoken, respecting the the Muslim beliefs and, mm. and having so much sympathy and connection with them, um, with 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 the community, it was absolutely absolutely inspiring.
0: What do you think about her refusing to say the name of uh, the perpetrator?
1: I don't think that that matters. As in, knowing the name of someone could probably cause more pain. Mm. Um, and potentially more violence mm. because there could be someone who would want revenge against their family or even against them um, and so I think also in respect for the family of the perpetrator who didn't necessarily have anything to do with it and probably feel absolutely betrayed by um, their child it's 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 not necessarily a problem I think um, there was something else I was going to say I can't
0: I mean, I'm. I should. While well, while you think about that, I'm really happy. And I maybe it's maybe it's my bubble that I live in, because after this attack, and I think after a few attacks that are done by white men, mostly mostly white men, there aren't many women that I can think of that are involved, if any. Um, after these attacks, lots of people come up uh, and talk about how this is a terrorist attack. There is no difference between this and the attacks. Um,
1: Green. Uh, yeah,
0: g- g- gold screen. Um, but Westminster and Manchester and London Bridge—like, there is no difference between all of these events. Uh, some people on my sort of like Snapchat have kind of gone to all those people saying that this isn't a terrorist attack. This is, I think, as a society, as a as a global world, at least. Yes, you have those people who will who will, are, will be Islamophobic who will, who will be bigoted and single-minded and, and will not identify it as such. But majoritively, I'm, I'm really proud of us as a group to go, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, this is a terrorist attack. Um,
1: um, I can't see how it could not be a terrorist attack. Uh, people were killed by someone else for, for discriminatory and segregative reasons and th- that that's just the what a terrorist attack is and that's what this eventually was
0: i'm going to i like this is i'm going to get so much hate for this if if this gets out um but this is almost more of a directed terror attack than something in something like the london bridge attack because when you look at this Attack in in, in in New Zealand. What it's saying is, if you are a Muslim person who's living in a a Western I'm doing quotation marks there society like London, like uh, like like New Zealand, you should be afraid to be there and you should leave. That seems to be what these strikes are saying. Whereas, and when you look at something in like the London Bridge attack, something that's, that's done by the thankfully diminishing IS. Um, when you look at something like that, there's less of a clear motive other than you should be afraid. And quite frankly, I think they work less, um, the terror attacks done by IS, than this might. And I'm glad we as a group in a community are coming together, supporting um, the, 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 the Muslim community of being who are under attack currently. Because um, it's wonderful. I'm glad we can do that.
1: I, I think I, I might... I might turn to agree with that, but I think terror, terror in general, and terror attacks. Um, I don't see much point in comparing or sort of analyzing, over analyzing them, hmm. because I I feel it it could also be a lack of respect to the people affected by them, mm. but also also just not leading to much yeah um sort of distracting you from the reality of what happened yeah and um and trying to potentially give yourself some kind of an excuse for it for it happening Mm. um and yes i'd say it's you could say it's more targeted um but that's the more more messaged. But that's not that's not the point of or how we should be looking at it. Um, we should be looking at it as something. I mean, something awful that shouldn't happen again, and that we've got to try and stop it from happening again.
0: Thank you very much. Um, I think we're going to round off there. I'm going to ask okay. um, what you so what you reading right now? What you watching right now? Um, uh, go. What, what are you watching right now? All right, right now, I'm watching
1: Designated Survivor on Netflix. Okay. Um, which is why I had a bit of an opinion about independent. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, about independent leaders. Um, I am reading Game of Thrones.
0: Whoop whoop! Same. I'm, yeah. I'm rereading that before um, before it comes out again. Hopefully.
1: Well, the, the the
0: both the season new season seven. and then when he eventually releases so the new the book. books.
1: Yeah, that would be. That would be <laughs> awesome. Um, and listening to Billie Eilish. A, New album.
0: I've I don't, I've not heard anything of her, so I, I need to jump on that.
1: Yeah, well, she's just released an album, and it's 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 very very the the lyrics are very meaningful, and it's 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 a very very clever album. Cause she's really young, isn't she? I think she's seventeen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I, I I read someone describing her as the world's moodiest teen, <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's that's really reflected in her music. But um, I'm just performing in Brixton soon, so. Drop that. Right. Uh, okay. Oh, get some tickets.
0: Um Thank you for coming. Yeah. Um, thanks for having Yes, it's awesome. We'll hope to be back. Yeah, we'll be hearing more of you, more about the climate change work. Uh hopefully you'll be on a few more of these news episodes. Uh there'll be a lot more sort of concise, we'll be dealing with smaller pockets of, of stuff. But it was fantastic, thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Love.
0: So I hope you enjoyed that. It means something that you got this far. Now for corrections and clarifications. Firstly, the man in Clapham was stabbed when sitting in his car. I'll try to keep you up to date on this event simply because of the way in which he was killed is very shocking to me and, and quite frightening. Um, he was knifed repeatedly by three men who fled the scene and haven't been caught yet. He was stabbed at 2.30pm outside of Clapham Common Station. Stop and search has been authorised in the area and was authorised connected to an earlier stabbing um, but was continuing on based on uh, this event at Clapham Common. There have been 22 fatal stabbings this year which don't include those which either didn't result in death or were not reported to the police or to hospitals. Next, we mention the petition. It asks for people found with a knife to get 10 years and those using a knife to get 25 years in prison. It was debated in Parliament on the 25th of March, but nothing followed. I also want to define climate anxiety for those who didn't know. I certainly didn't know before Theo introduced the term to me. Uh, it is the stress and anxiety caused by the fear of the effects of climate change, and can also be called eco-anxiety. Let me also clarify, um, and this is very pertinent based off of this stabbing in Clapham, that when I talk about fear being a cause of, cl- of knife crime, obviously I-, I didn't mean to stress it as much as I think I did. Fear contributes certainly, but a lot of knife crime is senseless with fear yes playing a small contributing factor but it is not uh, as large i think i, I put a bit of hyper hyperbole in there and uh that shouldn't that shouldn't be there. not in a not in a, a program that's being put out as news um but you know we can talk more about knife crime in, in later episodes Then Theresa May's government has been defeated 22 times uh, since its formation, just to give you some uh, figures in there, which is more than Thatcher, who had four, and Blair, who had four. Uh, Sorry for that mistake, so that's eight between them. Uh, Then Brown, if you add that, who had three, and then adding Cameron, who had nine, that's a combined total of 20 defeats between four prime ministers. Now, adding Major's defeats, that pushes up to 26, but nobody remembers major, so. (laughs) Um, Moving on, the uh, European economic area, which we are currently a part of, includes free movement of labour, meaning people, free movement of goods, of services, and of capital. So, kind of uh, what I remember Theo saying, but as he continued to say, we currently have control over our borders in fact some sources state that the uk can and does perform passport and identity checks at its borders for eu citizens and refuses travelers who do not have and travel with uh, the correct documents and lastly uh, sort of most astonishingly, I wanted to get these uh, figures in here. According to the Institute of Government, in a paper published in March of 2018, last year, the government spent 900 million on civil service preparations for Brexit, uh, and that's between 2018 and 2019. Uh, they also predict the government will spend about 2 billion overall. Uh, once we've left the EU, but that number's gonna change. This was published in March of last year, and already uh, we've had an extension to June, so who knows? And that's it. That's a wrap. Um, The next episode should be out in two weeks or so, uh, and as the months go by, we'll be more consistent with our episodes. Uh, They should certainly be more concise and more representative. We're definitely going to have more women uh, sort of talking in our next episode. We were going to have Maria B, one of our extremely valued members. She's currently the chair uh, of the Lambeth Youth Council, but she wasn't able to make it. Um, And we'll also be having a lot more just social political stories rather than just uh, about Westminster. You know, we missed out on some of the topical issues like Michael Jackson R. Kelly, those um, stories and documentaries which came out. But these can be conversations for another day. Now, if you want to tell us how great this was or how terrible it was, then blast an email over to lycyouthvoice at gmail.com or tweet me at mypjamal Simon. We welcome as much constructive criticism as you can give us. You can find Theo on Twitter at Siri Theodore, that's S-I-R-I Theodore, T-H-E-O-D-O-R-E. A special thanks to Jacob Mooner and A. Shamalove Music, (laughs) sorry, Um, a special thanks to those two for providing the music uh, underscoring today's episode. I want to thank the Southwark Playhouse for providing us the space to record in and I want to thank you for listening this far. You are awesome. This has been Jamal Simon from the Lambeth Youth Council podcast signing off.